0: Welcome to Danny Talks About, the podcast that Danny does when Caleb's not here. It's a podcast in a podcast for people who like podcasts, so you can have more podcasts. And on this podcast, we are talking about the movie The Suicide Squad that just came out. The, uh, over the w- 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 weekend, this movie is coming out on um, in theaters and on HBO Max. It is the s- s- sequel to the movie The Suicide Squad by the same name. Uh, but very much a different director. And it's a uh, kind of sequel to a movie that the studio wishes didn't really exist. In the first a movie, they had a band of people gathered together by Amanda Waller on a project program, I believe called Project X or or Team X or something. X, I don't know. Uh, in, in, in the entire premises, it's a group of criminals that are are all powered individuals that are being made to do a task in order to either uh, do the task successfully and get time off their sentence, or they die in the process and don't have to be a burden on uh, the, the criminal justice system and all that. And Amanda Waller, the head of this project, gets to maintain plausible deniability that they were even there to begin with. Uh, Overall, this squad is a group of misfits, and um, a recurring character that does tend to be in all of these is Harley Quinn, (laughs) who has now appeared in, oh gosh, is it three movies? Three movies for DC Comics. Um, Yeah, 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 the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, and she had her own uh, movie, and to be honest, this is the first uh, uh, movie that she's been in that has been good for lack of a better word um before going on content caution uh this is a rated r movie there's a lot of violence there's a lot of swearing there's a little bit of nudity um there's a lot of blood there's a lot of guts there's a lot of gore and it is not a christian movie by any stretch of the imagination uh (laughs) So, if you're thinking about going to see this, although it is a comic book movie, leave the kids at home. This is not a movie that they should probably be at. And if it's a thing that you're cautious of, well, probably understand that you might not want to go to it either. Personally, I go to plugged in on the line. This is not a plug. They're not paying any money to get this. Um, But plugged in on the line offers fantastic and, for the most part, objective reviews and kind of uh, 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 content descriptions of things that are in uh, movies. There are a few they didn't do. They didn't do the Saw movies because Saw, you know what you're getting into if you're going into there. You've seen the trailer. They've made eight of them. Uh, and then I think they only did the first three to four Harry Potters because they essentially said, "Terry Potter, you're either in or you're out at this point," which I thought was a fair description of where people are on that. But the idea of of the Suicide Squad is they're going in on a suicide uh, mission to either die in the process, or or their criminal uh, um, their jail time goes down usually by about five or ten years, and I love the concept of this movie and uh, the story behind it. I think it is fantastic because it is a big ethical problem that is worth checking into. Uh, Part of it, Amanda Waller, who's in charge of, I think it's called Project X, um, this group of people that they're essentially people the world stopped caring about. All these bad guys that, although they're powered, they've done bad things. The main guy in this movie is in jail because he puts Superman in the hospital because he had a kryptonite bullet. There's a, a character that's a shark. There's a character that's a weasel. There's a character that... Uh, there's a lot of characters, actually. I think all in all, there were about 20 of them, so... Um, Normally, if you get 20 different actors, all big-name actors in a movie, you're kind of concerned that the movie is going to be terrible. Uh, they, but instead of doing the terrible ensemble cast, they actually they made it pretty good, and they focused on a few of them. Um, there's Oh, yeah, there's a character that's a shark, and he was fantastic because he just... He was a shark who ate people. I wouldn't even call him a bad guy. He was just a shark that ate people, and he was, for lack of a better word, kind of simple. Uh, but um, it's, it's this big ethical problem that I enjoy thinking about because I have to ask the question, what person is the good guy in the movie? Um, there's a clear bad guy in this and I'm not going to bring that up or I'm actually going to try and go through most of this and not spoil the movie at all. But, um, you, to question which person is the good guy, the protagonist, and are they even a good guy? Uh, at the start, you kind of think that it's the person in charge of this team, Amanda Waller for putting things together to have these altruistic kind of motives. Um, But but it's not Amanda's story. It's Amanda's team, but it's not her story. Amanda instead uh, gets, and I forgot his name. He was super cool, played by Idris Elba. Um, This is the main character of the entire thing, but he is a bad guy. He's a murderer. He's an assassin. He he kills people for money. And this is the person that's in charge of the team throughout the course of the movie he's having to make decisions that are good decisions but he's doing that to protect his daughter who if he doesn't is going to end up in prison because a man is going to put her there so even that's the this question of is he doing it because altruism or is he doing it because he's trying to protect kind of kind of his own daughter in and stated with selfish means. Amanda, though, although the, the technical quote-unquote good guy, is not a good guy. Amanda demonstrates time and time again the um, willingness to cross ethical boundaries and do unethical things because the ends justify the means. Uh, in, in fact, in all these people, because they're criminals, she doesn't plant a small explosive in their head that if they go off the mission, Amanda just blows the small explosive up uh, and, and does that. I think a couple of times in this movie that as people go off the mission, they die. So I, I'm not, uh, I'm not at a place of calling Amanda the good guy in this movie either. Uh, I don't think Amanda's this, this pure character even if the thing they're doing is good in nature Amanda's character is a person that makes difficult decisions and does really harsh bad things but towards a good purpose on the other end uh, uh, the Suicide Squad tend to be these characters that are working through massive character flaws in trying to figure out what it means to do good things in fact for for most of them they have to struggle through not being selfish and actually caring about other people even at the beginning an incident occurs that a person had been trying to look look out for their own best interest and paid a dear consequence because of that so then the bad guy is the good guy and the good guy is the bad guy and you're not really positive if you should even be cheering for this guy but you are and that I think is actually a big part of this movie as well that it's not just about the, the these pure characters. I, I mean, think about, well, not Batman. Batman does messed up stuff, but think about Superman, think about Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all the members of the Justice League. They tend to be these troubled but pure characters that they do good things and that's just part of their nature and part of their DNA and Uh, A part of their their uh, their personhood the uh, the uh, the suicide squad though they're different they don't do good things they don't do the best decisions they don't um, they're troubled but they struggle through actually making the best decision and doing those things that they need to do. And I appre- I've grown to appreciate that over time just because as much as I'm interested in being s- s- Superman, I'm actually more scared I'm one of the others. Uh, as Paul talked about, Paul even talked about himself as being the, uh, uh, the chief of sinners. And of them out there, Paul is the w- worst of them. And so I don't think there's this this idea that God only calls the pure, the perfect, and the holy, um, but instead that God calls those that are imperfect, that have flaws, that have done bad things, and shows them redemption in the process. Redemption is a huge theme throughout these uh, uh, movies of, of although they've done terrible things, that they're being... Their, their their giftings and their abilities are just being employed in a different a manner that, that they haven't needed to do before, and they're growing because of it. Um, at the end, they're still kind of debate. Are they changed? Are they different? Do they care? Do they do good things? But um their works in progress, and I've really grown to appreciate that. I think oftentimes our, our temptation as people is to just... Cr- Try and group these characters into good and sorry, uh, a group people, not characters because this is reality, uh, group people in, into these categories of just good or evil. That a person is 100% this or 100% that, that they're 100% good or 100% evil. And in actuality, I think the world is just gray. I know from personal experience there are things that I've done that have been good and good choices, and then there are others that have been bad and s- selfish and only sought my own um, welfare and well-being. There have been times I, I've made decisions that didn't consider the uh, kind of the feelings or thoughts of others, and instead they're just decisions that have benefited me. And still, I know God cares about me. So the bigger question then is, uh, what is a person to do in this kind of circumstance where you aren't the morally pure character? I think it, uh, m- most people strive to be s- 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 kind of the Superman type. But in actuality, most people struggle to, t- to even come any place close to that. Superman is the ideal that I think all of us are unable to actually achieve I mean, Guy's a pure character they call him Boy Scout he's got all kinds of nicknames that are all about him not actually making the difficult choices or doing the hard things but just because he's a morally pure character and I think that's needed but it isn't our default uh, to say I default to being this pure character, I think is a gross misunderstanding of me, but I think that's okay It's okay to not be okay it's just not okay to stay there it it's It's okay that all of us aren't perfect, but it is God that makes us perfect our 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 worth isn't in. Being able to be perfect, but being able to submit to the will of God in our lives. And and so throughout these movies, actually both of the Suicide Squads, there are a couple themes that I found. The first is that, um, you know, this idea of the good guy and which person is the good guy. And, and, And it gives us a chance to all be the good guy by submitting to a thing bigger than ourselves. Um, in First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty six to thirty one it tells us this for consider you, you your calling, brothers, not many of you were wise according to the worldly standard, not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise." ...righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Now, to be clear, none of the Suicide Squad members are actually boasting in the Lord at all. In fact, um, arrogance is a pretty big theme throughout all of them. Uh, they they all tend to have this arrogant kind of a stride to them that they, they think they are all things and, and able to do that. But they also, there is this idea that these are the throwaways, the cast outs, and the rejects. Uh, They're they're in prison, they're criminals, they've done terrible things, and they've been tossed out in the process. And these are are the people that are are being chosen to do greater things beyond themselves. Um, One of the more interesting characters is, I I think his name is just Polka Dot Man. The man, he shoots polka dots out people, uh, and... That, that's a weapon. I can't really explain that well. If you want to see it, you can. Again, a lot of language, a lot of violence, a lot of blood, gut score. Uh, but he, yeah, uh, he was actually picked by the director um, as he was r- r- writing the movie because he's a ridiculous character. Uh, that, that his superpower is polka dots. That by shooting polka dots, he's able to help people and be a hero as it is something that he struggled through his entire being. And it's a foolish thing to employ these people to put them into use. Um, but through their f- f- foolishness, through being the tossaways, the r- rejects and all that, um, the, they're able to save the world. In a spiritual kind of sense, God chose the things that are weak, low things that are are, are are despised, all these things, in order to elevate a greater thing. That in our, woo, in, in our weakness, God is clearly shown. If, if it becomes this thing that I need to be strong so that God can be glorified, then God actually isn't being glorified, but I am. If I need to demonstrate the strength of me in order that other people can know God, then they're not actually knowing God, they're just basking in my strength. In truth, there's this idea of being willing to be nothing in order that Christ is everything. But even that's kind of a misnomer of, I have to be nothing. No, you are nothing. Um, (laughs) Compared to the infinite nature of God, you are those things. You are weak. You are low. You are F- f- foolish. All these things in comparison to the infinite and glorious nature of God. Uh, they, th- there's almost this idea that in order to be used by God, a person needs to have this ability, this special ability or be notable or be, be the top of their field or any of that. But you don't, that's actually not the thing that you see all throughout scripture. Uh, The people God uses aren't people that are, to be honest, fantastic people. Even the disciples are a bunch of um, classless kind of fishermen, terrorists, uh, tax collectors, all kinds of people that are low and despised. And still in that, though, God uses them and speaks to them and speaks through them. And God uses those that the world throws out in order that God can be glorified and they can be saved. Many people, I think a lot of people, they have this idea of that a person can be too far gone in order to be used by God or come to Christ. And I just don't, there's no biblical evidence or indicator of of a person being too far gone. How do you be too far gone if it's by grace through faith? If it actually if I'm actually s- saved by grace through faith, then there's no s- such thing as too far gone. And if that's true, then it means I, I, I keep going out to share the gospel and, and understand that no matter anything I've done in the past, that that doesn't define me, but I'm defined by the standing I have in the presence of God. It is Christ Jesus that draws us to himself and establishes our identity as in him. One of my biggest pet peeves is as Christians can define themselves as, I'm a sinner, no actually in christ you are no longer a sinner your identity is different now this is different i'm not claiming you don't sin you absolutely do but your identity isn't based in the things that you do but in in the work of christ on the cross on your behalf and there's this internal struggle that occurs between the inner man and the flesh, between the spirit and the flesh that occurs in a person, that I am a new creation in Christ, and my old flesh still craves the things that are bad to it. Throughout the movie, uh, although they're bad guys doing good things, they struggle through this kind of notion of, do I keep doing bad things, or am I a new person now? And it's a story of hope. And, and to us in our spiritual journey, our spiritual a walk, this too is a story of hope. Many of us, well, all of us have done horrible things that all of us are very guilty f- for. I know personally it doesn't take a lot of time f- 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 for me to think about the things that I'm ashamed that I've done, the places I've been, all this that I'm, I mourn over the fact that I've done these things. But still, God gave hope. That I'm no longer that old person that has to go back to those things, although there's still temptations and and, and struggles still. That I'm actually I am freed from having to go back to those things. I am a new creation in Christ, and my identity is in Christ instead of in my own ability to not dive headfirst into into temptation. A Christian, then, personally needs to stop identifying as, I'm a sinner, but instead to say, I am redeemed by the blood of Christ. Now, please don't do the thing that I've heard people say that, um, gosh, I can't believe they said this. i for a few different times they said, uh, ever since I've come to know Christ, I've never, <laughs> I've never done a sin. And that's wrong. That's entirely wrong. Um, in and in fact, until the day that you die, is going to be a wrestle and struggle against the flesh, a nature that strives to do the things the old person did, but that old person's dead, and all of us are a new creation in Christ, and that's a good thing. That old person w- was just going to push us to death. Uh, Romans talks about this, I think, in Romans chapter six, that that the 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 old person is dead to their. S- sins but they're they're a new creation in Jesus Christ and just as Christ came and died on the cross was buried and rose then out of that I died in my old person I come alive in Jesus Christ and death no longer has a hold on me the old is gone and the new has come and no matter our past there's an opportunity to do a new thing There are new chances, uh, new opportunities, and, and there's hope. There's a person who said um, something a while ago that really stuck that uh, the church essentially focuses on three things, faith, hope, and l- 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 love, because these are the only three things that are left. When the church starts to focus on the other stuff, it takes away from that message. We have f- faith in Jesus Christ and hope in that, that he is coming again. And, and the strongest of those is love. That the love of God is given to us, it moves through us, and we are l- 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 loved by God. To be honest, this is the one I struggle the most with. Not that um, I don't think, God's l- love isn't powerful, but when I think about all the things I've done to actually deserve it, that's the part I struggle through. I don't enjoy thinking about. It's just as an act of grace. There's something in me that wants to merit it to to, a, you know, earn this thing, but. If I could earn it, it would just take away from the thing that God is doing and God's gracious glory. And I think that's part of the cause behind the thing Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians, the passage I read a bit ago, that God chose the thing that's foolish to shame the wise, that God chose the weak to shame the strong, is that all these things are the things that people try and define themselves by, and instead God chose... The, the tossaways to care about them because the world gave up on them. To us we were dead in our trust dead in our transgressions and trespasses. we were dead in those things and God chose those things to, to move through and to extend his grace and glory to. And, and because of that the Christian's able to boast but boast in the Lord. We're able to tell people that I w- was here and now I'm here and God is good. That, that this massive chasm between God and I had been bridged by Jesus Christ because he is a good God who cares about people that had been against him and brings us hope through the r- r- redemption of s- s- sinners, by taking the burden and the consequence of, of, of all of our sin upon himself, and that all who come to him will be saved. When I think about this, it's hard because I, with it, so much of our culture tries to earn these kinds of things, and I don't think that's a fair thing to do. I don't think it's fair to earn this because I can't earn eternity. And, and, and the more I try and earn eternity, the more I cheapen God's grace. And instead, to understand the place I have been and the place that God brings me, and that distance between those two things is called grace. Instead of trying to earn it, I can just be in it. One of the biggest struggles that I've, I've talked a few people through is this idea of doing and being, that if I can just do these things, I'll be a good Christian. If I can just, i got to open my Bible more, i got to go to church more, I have to do this, I have to not do this, and all these things are actually true, uh, and, and I'm not trying to claim, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you go to church or open a Bible or any of that, it's actually hugely important. I want to be very clear on that, but it's an outflow of being. And our first calling isn't to do to, uh, to do this, to do this, to do this. It's it's to bask in the glory of God and just be in His presence and be a child of God. There is no amount of doing that I'm able to do that's going to mean that God that I've earned God's grace and I've earned God's salvation. There's no, no amount of any of that that I'm able to say that I've been good enough. To do the thing God needed me to do, but I can be in his presence. The order becomes very important. We will never actually be able to do good enough, but our being is crafted in the goodness and the glory of God. If it's doing, it's based on our past, it's based on our old actions, our old self, and the moment any of us does any kind of a sin, we are back to the place that all of us started at. But if it's being, if it's if it's truth in being, if it's understanding that there's the grace of God on all of this, then I'm able to just be. I'm able to understand that no matter what I do, even if it's a bad decision or a bad choice, that I'm still loved by God. If it's about being, if if it's about understanding that God is good, then the pressure to perform goes off. Christianity is not transactional. It's not, if I do this, then God will do this. It's that God is good and I can be in his presence. And so the Suicide Squad, they struggle through this notion of just their identity and what it means to do good. And understanding that in the, in the process, they are good along the way. They they struggle. They make bad decisions. But there's a thing in them that calls them to a greater thing to care about people. Is it altruism? Is its it... Is it Yeah, is it altruism or is it selfishness? To be honest, I don't know. And a lot of the time, they leave that up in the air. But there is this idea that a person is not too far gone to be used to do something great. And to the Christian that's scared to be used by God, don't worry because the hard part is on God anyway to the Christian that thinks to have it all together, then I would check you y- your pride because God is interested in y- using those that are the l- lowly things and the foolish things, and um, it's not that a person can be too smart or too good to be used by God, but they can, but that they can they can struggle through understanding that it's actually describing them whether they want it to or not, and on top of that, t- uh, to know that there's. No such thing is too far gone in the eyes of God. And every, everybody has a worth to him. Even the strange, the quirky, the weird. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ that no matter what we have worth to God, both me and my neighbor. Me and the other Christian, I don't get along well. That all of us in the eyes of God have worth. So so, so the Suicide Squad comes out today in theaters, uh, August the 6th. Um, it Again, not appropriate movie uh, for content. So do consider that if it's a thing that you're interested in going. I actually thought it was a, a well-done a movie that also had a lot of inappropriate content. So balance that how you will. Although a comic book movie, this is not for the kids. So be sure and check that out beforehand. But overall, I thought it was a great movie and had a lot of really good thinking points as to what it means to be good and to do good. But we want to hear from you. We, I say we, I mean me, because Caleb's not here. Uh, Caleb is out today, I'm not going to start a rumor, we are not fighting, uh, even though we've done three, I think three episodes in a row now without each other, it's been about a month, boy, July has been crazy, I wish I could go into all the craziness of it, but I don't want to because it's August now, um, so just everything going on and it's been a crazy schedule, but I think Caleb and I are going to even out and uh, get back to things, actually it may not even out till about October, November, Uh, But we are still planning on doing the podcast, and if anything changes, we'll keep you updated. Uh, There's some things going on we can't tell you about quite yet, but we will soon. Good things, um, but we'll let you know as soon as we can. So we want to hear from you, though. What do you think about the Suicide Squad a movie? Did you go to the first? Did you enjoy him? Good, bad, ugly, anything in between? Tell us your thoughts and what you think it means to be good. Um, so we want to hear from you, and there's a couple places to do that. The first is by going to thegospeloutpost.com slash nobody special. Uh, you can go to that page because this is a podcast and a podcast for people who like podcasts. We can give you more podcasts. Um, there's a form at the bottom of the page. You can fill it out. You know how forms work. The other is to go to Facebook or Instagram at nobody special podcast or um, the gospel outpost. That'll all come to me anyway. So you can definitely do that. And then be sh- 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 share and give us five stars on on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Leave a review, uh, and also we come out on YouTube on Tuesdays. So um, so hit the bell, subscribe, notification. There's a lot of stuff. We're just gonna get on my soapbox here. There's a lot of stuff that people make people do for algorithm purposes to share the show and all that. Um, you never have to do any of them. We do appreciate it all the time, but never. <laughs> you feel obligated that your job is to click things for nobody special in the gospel outpost it is always 100% appreciated but uh, your worth uh, Caleb and I are just glad that people enjoy the content and that people interact and talk to us in the process so uh, yeah Well, that's going to do it to us today. That's the Nobody Special ending. No, this is Danny Talks About. Thank you for joining us today on Nobody Talks About. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. (laughs)